Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Clocked In with me, your host, Jordan Edwards. I'm thrilled to have you tune in as we dive into the dynamic world of productivity, success, and stories of incredible individuals who've mastered the art of getting things done. Whether you're commuting, hitting the gym, or just relaxing at home, this podcast is the go-to source for inspiration and actionable tips to level up your productivity game. I'm on a mission to unravel the secrets of those who seem to effortlessly manage their time and achieve their goals. So if you're ready to clock in and unlock your full potential, you're in the right place. We've got a lineup of amazing guests, industry experts, and thought leaders who will share their insights and strategies to help us crush your to-do list and make the most out of every moment. Get ready to get inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to supercharge your productivity. This is Hashtag Clocked In with Jordan Edwards. Let's dive in. Hey, what's going on, guys? I've got a special guest today here. We have Matt Gardner. He's a CFP. He's the founder and chief education officer. He's served in the financial services industry for over 20 years. He's passion for educating others that's led him to publish two books, Motivate Your Money and The Four Money Bears. As the founder, as the founder, the chief education officer of Finlit Tech, he works to build a bridge between financial literacy and financial technology. Matt, how are you doing today? Doing great, Jordan. Thanks for having me, man. Glad to uh, be able to spend some time with you and your listeners and talk about an area that I think a lot of folks really want more information about. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're excited to have you on the Clocked In podcast. So real quick, where did your journey, where'd your journey start? Let's do a quick overview. I've been blessed to have served in the financial services industry for more than 20 years. It's it's almost, it's getting close to 30, man. It's crazy, but... (laughs) Um, Can't put that in the bio. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, uh, it starts to show your age. But uh, no, really fortunate to to work in, in the industry, uh, banking, lending, retirement plans, wealth management, ultra high net worth, all that good stuff. And so um, the thing that really hit me, though, of all this time being in the industry is, is how financially ignorant a lot of people are. And, and it's because stuff isn't taught in schools, man. So uh, that led me to write my first book, Motivate Your Money. I, I always try to simplify things for people. Uh, finances can be complicated. Uh, finances can a lot of times go over people's heads. And so if you can simplify things for folks, I call them Mac Nuggets. I put a bunch of my Mac Nuggets in this first book. And then one of my clients came and he said, Mac, love the Mac Nuggets. Would you be open to creating something for children? And that's how the Full Money Bears book came to be. That's incredible. It's incredible. And hopefully we can un- uncover some of these Mac Nuggets today. Oh, I'll, um, I'll drop them. I'll drop them all throughout. Trust me. I'm excited. I'm excited. But yeah, financial literacy is something that I've been super passionate about myself, just because there's a lot of books out there. You hear a lot of this different uh, invest here, put your money in a 401k, do this, do that. They're, they're pulling you in a hundred different directions. And you're like, I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. Mm-hmm. So what was kind of, and the really fascinating thing, which you probably learned from like your, all your experience were the people in your financial advisor field, quote unquote, were they good stewards? Like, obviously, they're good stewards of their clients' money, but like, we all seem to have these issues where it's like, are we making enough? Is it consistent? Is it this? How does this work? What do I do? Yeah. So, yeah. how did financial literacy really enter your mind as like a top priority? Because it's definitely been something I've been really passionate about for a long time. For for me, it was serving clients. For me, it was 
watching people who were wealthy, who, you know, they, 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 they did certain things. They followed five rules. And I talk about these five rules of financial success in my first book. The first one is to plan accordingly. You got to have a plan, right? Any journey begins with a roadmap of where we're trying to get to. The second rule is to spend cautiously, right? Third, save diligently. Fourth, invest wisely. And then fifth, give generously. So folks were following these rules. They lived below their means. They either worked for a company that had some sort of retirement plan option and they contributed towards it. They, they had some sort of guidance when it came to investing and then they were givers throughout their lifestyle. And then they had money. But I said, you know, what if we could actually take those formulas and start it early? There's only four things you can do with money, Jordan, right? Spend it, save it, invest it, or give it away. And so my thought process is if we can engage young people, right? There was a Cambridge study that came out years ago that said a child's connectivity with money starts as early as age seven. So if by wow. age seven, yeah, if by age seven, young people understand what money does and how it works. If we start educating them that early as to what their options are, a lot of cool things can happen for them as they become adults. And so that's really was it was a trigger for me as to, okay, you know what? It needs to start early because these financial habits start early. And that's been a big yeah. issue for a lot of people. 100%. And a lot of people will call those uh, financial wounds. And mm -hmm. you don't realize it until you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s. And I know even grandparents and people in their 80s and 90s who still have those, hey, I, I just save. I never, I, I, I never it's what I did because that's what yeah, someone I, told me to do. And I never got to travel the world and experience their life that they wanted to do, or they never got to give to that foundation because they always felt that they were in a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Um, so you ready yeah, for a Mac Nugget? You ready for a Mac Nugget? Your money one. can work harder for you than you can work for your money. Wow. It's true. Yeah. But unless yeah. someone teaches you that and explains to you the concept of investing and why investing is different from saving, you'll never know. So... For you, how, how do you go about that? Because I know in my, I'm 27. I know a lot of people who are, uh, you got the risk takers who are like the investors and then you got mm -hmm. the people and it's been a weird couple of years too. And then you got the people who are like, I, I'm, I'm a cash, I'm good at cash. But you need that experience of like, just if you got a bunch of money, if you got $10,000, try it with a hundred, see what mm -hmm. happens, give it a whirl. I, I, I love this. Um, investing is, is measured in years not days. So I joke around and I put some of my first books like, hey, somebody asked you to go to the mall. Do you ever say, hey, um, Jordan, jump in your car when you get to the stop sign, hook a right and drive 26,400 feet? Have you ever said that to anybody? No. no. You say, get in your car, get to get to the stop sign, hook a right and drive five miles down the road. Yeah. Everything in life is measurement and frame of reference. Everything. And I think the concept of investing for some people can be challenging because it takes time to see the results. It is a long-term approach to managing and do with your money, where saving is very short-term, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's a mindset. It's the ability to have the ability and be in a financial situation where you have disposable income that you can invest. So there are lots of different things that kind of fall into this. But again, I, I, I truly believe that the earlier that we can get young people to understand 
that you have to give your money rules and you have to give your money jobs and things to do. And that savings super important. Got to do it. Emergency fund, rainy day fund, having money around. But then the concept of investing or owning something that will work for you long term, the earlier we start that, the longer runway we give people, then they can understand the value of the, oh, that's why I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating because when you start to look at like 18, 19, 20 year olds, a lot of them are in college and they're, they come out, they have this debt and they're not even looking to buy real estate because they're like, that's too high risk. That's too scary. But if you get the first, like I was listening to Barbara Crokin or whatever her name is, the girl from Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah, Corcoran. And she was just saying, she's like, getting into real estate was my best thing I ever did. My biggest regret was I didn't start earlier. So it's getting involved. Yep. And, and so funny you say that. Feel. That's one of the biggest regrets. I've, dude, I've provided over 4,000 financial plans in my career. And one of the biggest regrets that people say is I wish I started earlier. I wish I started investing early. I wish I started putting money into things. Early. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. So that's why the Full Money Bears book to, to, to me is you know, such a powerful tool because if you're a parent that never got this education, Jordan, how can you provide it to your child? What tools do you have out there to say, hey, you know what? All right, we're going to start talking about money, especially the K through five, which is really who our, our book is, is, is intended for. How do we start these conversations? How do we say, hey, you know what? This is what we're going to do with your money if you never got it. So we're, 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 we're working yeah, to make an impact. One, 100%. And people at that young of an age, they learn from the habits of others. So they learn they from their parents. <laughs> Mac nugget so, number two, Mac nugget number two coming at you. I told you I'm going to drop them on you. So if my kids were here, they'd be like, yes, Papa, we know. Habits, <laughs> behaviors, traits. Good financial habits become good financial behaviors. And those good financial behaviors become good financial traits and who you become as a person down the road. So you're right. It starts with the habits. I, I absolutely love that. So what we're going to do is we're going to hop into how finance and tech, but I want to get back to that because we'll at the, before the end of this podcast, we'll talk about what are these habits that we need? Mm-hmm. We'll get to that at the very end, but where is finance and tech? What does that even mean? Like what are, what are people doing with that? So this is my easiest connection when it comes to financial technology and financial services. On my phone here, this, and it could be iPhone, it could be Android, whatever. I can do banking, I can get a loan, I can invest, I can get life insurance (laughs) through my phone. The technology is there to do that. But you know where there's not a lot of technology? Educating people on what to do with their money. So there's all this tech out there that can help you do stuff with your money. But there's yeah. really not a lot of tech out there that's teaching you what to do with money. And yeah. the slippery slope that we're seeing is there's a ton of social media. There's a ton of stuff out there. There's a ton of platforms for people to talk about how I'm going to make you money, how I'm going to make you wealthy. But who are these people and how are they qualified to give you advice? And so um, the ability for us to be able to spend our money so much quicker because folks aren't using cash anymore, using a card. You can buy stuff with your phone. Yeah. Needs, in my opinion, to be offset by more education because if it's so much easier for you to spend it, 
you now need that education to make sure that you know what you're doing with your money so you don't just lose it all. Yeah. And one of the things I would say that you just brought up in regard to mindset Mm -hmm. um, is with social media, everyone's looking at the highlight stream. Everyone's looking at the best things you've done, in which case, oh, wow, you got to go on this vacation that is like once in a lifetime for me. But to you, maybe you have that every day because you had more disposable income because you invested earlier. But I'm just seeing the highlight, in which case now I'm going to impromptu buy a ticket to Rome and I can't afford it. But I don't know that because I just put it on a credit card and everything's on credit nowadays. So it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and so that's why technology, as uh, amazing as it is, as, as much as it reduces friction and the ability to get things done, um, it, it, it's got to be tempered. And you, yeah. you, I think in this environment, this day and age, you, you definitely need a lot more education than you may have in the past. And so when you have young people that are growing up in this generation of having technology, I have three kids, I have two teenagers, an eight-year-old, and little dude is always on the device doing something and he's learning that way. Um, it's important to, to deploy tools at an early age that young people understand. And when it comes to financial education, we talk about financial literacy at that age because you yeah. have to meet people where they are. You have to gamify the financial education process. And, uh, you know, luckily we live in a time where, where we can do these things. We can build these things. So how, how, are, how are you guys gamifying it? So the Four Money Bears book, right, which I wrote several yes. years ago, is is what we call the analog, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, K through five is really where we're looking to impact. And that age group still reads. They have books. Parents sit down with them, of bedtime, course. read books and talk stuff. But uh, again, young people are learning differently. They're learning through their iPads, their iPhones, what have you. And so we created the Four Money Bears Berryville. Uh, which is a first-of-its-kind early childhood financial education platform. And really, in essence, what it is, it's um, it's a farming simulator. It's a business simulator where these children inherit, uh, or the user uh, inherits a berry farm, and they have to run the farm. And we provide guidance through them doing well and failing through this farm to be able to understand what those four functions of money and how it goes into them, not just their business life, but also in their personal. Yeah. And this is one of the few people that I know that are doing this. Cause I've had another guest on a while back and he was talking about gamifying uh, basically the Christian faith. So people can learn better values. This is the first that I've heard of gamifying the money management, because the thing is that people become so obsessed with these. So if you're, they're going to be using the product. You might as well have them gaining positive values. <laughs> Why not? Why Learn not? something, damn it. You're spending all that time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I think it's awesome. I think yeah. that's great. And, and, and it's funny because my, my partner, Ryan, he keeps saying, it's like, Mac, whenever you do interviews, where you do podcasts, make sure to say that it's not just kids because anyone can play this game. You know, uh, the gamification is not just for children. Gamification is a whole amazing way to get people to do things that they oftentimes wouldn't do because it's either boring or, or laborious. And so if you can gamify a process that uh, has been challenging for people and challenging for a community for so many years, it can make some headwind. Yeah, and the major thing that a lot of people I find struggle with is 
that when we think we're at a certain age, maybe it's 20, 30, 40, 50, we think we're an adult. We think we have <laughs> under everything understood. The yeah. truth is that if you go and do something new for the first time, which might be invest, you're going to get your first rep. And you might invest in something that has no value and it goes to zero. But these are the reps of learning. Yep. Like the reason I say this is because getting the Barryville game at 40 is not embarrassing. It's you starting. It's mm -hmm. you starting that journey and realizing that, hey, I'm at a different point in my life. I am mm -hmm. at this point. I need this. I need. So whenever someone's like, oh, they're younger and that associates them to not knowing, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe not. Or they're older and they should know. Not true at all either. Yep. So it's yep. that awareness, I think. And it's just knowing who you are as an individual. Agreed. For sure. So what are some of these habits that we need for <sighs> the good money? I, I think um, I talk about the three R's. Now, the Mac Nugget coming at you. I talk about the three R's of our relationship with money, right? So at some point in time early in our lives, someone puts a dollar bill in your hand, right, Jordan? And you, and you realize, oh, this is money. Thank you. Thank you for the dollar. Thank you for the file. That's the first R. The second R is then you recognize what money does. And remember, there's only four functions of money, right? Spend it. Save it, investor to give it away. So if you're in a household where statistically spending habits is the first habit a child picks up, their parents' spending habit. They listen, they learn. How do mom and dad, aunt, uncle, grandparents discuss money? And spending habits typically the first one. The second one typically is saving. Okay, I see what they do. They go to the bank, they put their money in the bank. But if you are in a household in a community where you are only exposed to those two functions of money, you're pretty restricted as to how you get to the third R, which is rationalize how to use money, right? Yeah. So now if you're in a household where discussions and conversations are had about spending money, okay, here, mom and dad doing that, saving money, okay, here, mom and dad doing that. Investing. Hmm. This is investing. This is interesting. Mom and dad either buy land yeah. or they buy property or they talk about stocks or they talk about this or the IRA or the 401k. And folks like in my household will, are fortunate because that's the line of business I'm in. And so they know what stocks are. They know what bonds are. They know <laughs> what an ETF is. They know what that stuff is, right? Yeah. And then also talking about giving, how are we giving back? How are we giving our time money? So if all of a sudden now you recognize that you have four options when it comes to money, right? Yeah. Your rationalization of how to use it becomes that much more expanded. You see what I'm saying? Wow. That's and profound. It, 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 it's just fact. And so the cool thing, though, what, what I love about the age that we live in, Jordan, is that we can use technology to buy five shares of Nike. So when that kid got that yeah. hundred bucks, right, and it's like, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go blow it and buy a pair of Nikes. You could read the Four Money Bears book with your kid and say, hey, you know what? You could buy those Nikes or you could buy the company that makes those shoes. You could own shares of Nike and you can jump yeah. on your phone and you can buy fractional shares of a company. Yeah. And so yeah, that's, that's why the technology is there. Yeah. It's incredible. So, Mac, I, I, wish, I wish we could do more. Um, where can people find you and where can people learn about your books? And everything and Barryville, of course. So if if you go to our website, thefourmoneybears.com, you can uh, learn about the book. You can learn about the app we're developing. 
Um, we're going to be working with Junior Achievement here in Tampa. They're going to be the first JA in the country uh, to roll out the Four Money Bears Berryville for their JA BizTowns uh, initiative. So we're really excited about that. Uh, we're working with incredible. Banks. Yeah, thank you. We're working with several banks uh, locally here in Florida and across the country to be able to utilize the Four Money Bears for their Community Reinvestment Act uh, platforms. So you can learn a lot there. Uh, if you want to learn about the stuff that we're doing overall to build a bridge between financial literacy and financial technology, which is which is what FinLit Tech is all about, you can learn about uh, us going there. And then we've created Motivate Your Money, which is the title of my first book, but uh, I've had a lot of uh, older folks, big people, I call it Motivate Your Money is for big people, Full Money Beers for little people. I've had a lot of the big people say, hey, Mac, you got to give us some Mac nuggets. And so we created a, a digital platform, financial education, multimedia platform called Motivate Your Money. You can learn some cool stuff there too. So we're all about financial education and financial wellness. Lord. I love it. Mac, you are helping people and I appreciate what you're up to, man. It's incredible. Thank no, you. thank you, man. Uh, no, no, thank you. You, you're doing awesome stuff, man. I'm glad that we were able to connect. Uh, keep doing what you do. Shine a light on on really, really needed areas uh, that that need light shined on it. So, thank you so much for the for the time. And as I like to say to people, the journey continues. Huh? Absolutely. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in.